Welcome to the Inspiring Word Broadcast Ministry. We hope this selection will help establish or encourage your walk with the Lord. Please direct any comments or questions to me, Dr. Terry Cheek, using the links on our webpage. Thank you, and on to your selection. Hello, friends and neighbors. Thank you for joining me for another Bible broadcast. Today, I will be in Hebrews chapter 12, beginning with verse 3. For consider him who endured such hostilities from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. You have not yet resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? But they indeed for a few days chastened us, and as seemed best to them. But he for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness, to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, so so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather healed. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any foot of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. Friends, we all fail. And I'm not saying that to give us an opportunity to, to put aside or justify some sin or some shortcoming in our lives, but I'm simply stating a truth, a very real truth. And the reality of God's word is that it brings that truth into our lives, something that we must come face to face with. So I want to talk with you and bring to you a broadcast today about realizing where we stand in relationship with God and where we stand in relationship with one another. So how is it that we find ourselves all too often standing in judgment of one another when we know very well that one of us is no better than the other? It does not matter whether we stand in a, in a pulpit or whether we sit in a pew. <clears throat> we don't have any any justification to stand in judgment of each other. We need to be looking at the Word of God. 
We need to be considering Christ. It is Christ who endured hostility from sinners against himself. And the writer of Hebrews tells us that should we become weary and discouraged in our souls, we need to remember that we have not yet resisted to bloodshed. We have not yet withheld sin and pushed back so hard against sin that we have been required to shed our own blood. Christ was required to shed his. Yes, we all know that that was one of his missions to come and to be the propitiation for our sin. To be death that is one time given in place of all and for every one. But as we look at that and as we look at Christ, we should not forget and we should not set aside the reality that we too must push back against sin. We too must stand aside and we too must push back and we too must be saying no to sin. It's expected of us. Even though we know we're going to fail and even though we know we're going to hold one another to a higher accountability than to ourselves, we're going to sin in doing that. If we don't sin in anything else, if we do not commit sin in anything else, we are going to be apt to hold a double standard in someone else's life. So when we do consider sin and we do consider Christ and we consider what we have to go through and we start becoming discouraged and we start becoming uh, we start becoming frustrated and we become weary and we say, I can't do this anymore. I can't push back any longer. I can't resist any longer. I can't fail one more time. I can't look at myself in the mirror one more time and fail. Think about Christ. Think about Jesus Christ and think about what he gave and what he done for you. And don't let that push you deeper into discouragement, but find yourself strength from it. Christ wants to strengthen us. Christ wants to strengthen you. Christ wants to strengthen me. But will we let him? There is the question that you and I must answer. Will we let Christ strengthen us? Or will we hold him into a spot where we allow him and where we put him in a spot where he actually increases our discouragement? He doesn't want to do that. He didn't come to do that. And we have no place and no right in doing that to him. I have the privilege of talking with people uh, many times during the week and those folks are often very discouraged and, and they're, they're talking about, they read their Bible, but the more they read their Bible, the more discouraged they get because they see how deeper their failures are, how deeper their faults have grown. And they get more frustrated and they get more discouraged and finally they close their Bibles, they push them to the side, and they settle in their heart and in their mind. They can't do it, and they 
just give up on God. And they give up on Christ. And Christ tells us not to do that. The writer of Hebrews tells us not to do that. As a matter of fact, he gave Elijah as an example. Elijah Elijah had resisted and had resisted and he felt like he was the only one that was left. He felt like no, no one else existed. He was the only one in Israel that still loved God. And God listened to his listened to his cries and God listened to his frustrations and God reminded him there were 7,000 more just like him that had resisted. There was a remnant. Now, friend, let me tell you today, there is a remnant that is just exactly like yourself. There is a remnant that is struggling. There is a remnant uh, that is so sensitive to the sin and to the failure in their life that they feel like there is no hope. But let me give you some hope and some encouragement today. You can't do this in and of yourself. You can't. The effort that you put into it is noble. And while you should be resisting sin and you should be avoiding places that are going to put you in that spot, nonetheless, you can't do it by yourself. Let me tell you what the Bible tells us. God tells us to lean on Him. God tells us to lean on Christ. God tells us to put our faith in Jesus Christ. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. So let me ask you something. Instead of instead of trying to carry this whole cross by yourself, let Christ come alongside you and let him carry it. Yes, I know we have to take up our cross daily and follow him. But I really don't believe those two are said in the same context. Friend, Jesus Christ loves you today. Jesus Christ wants to be your Lord and wants to be your Savior. Jesus Christ wants to be your encourager. He has given us his word. He has given us his Bible to do that. So let me ask you, what's keeping you from allowing Jesus to be your encourager and not your discourager? What is keeping you from letting Jesus be the person he wants to be in your life? He wants you to give yourself over to him. He wants you to come to him as, as a child Yes, you may have experienced some chastening. Yes, you may have experienced uh, some correction. Embrace it. Embrace it. Don't push it away. Embrace it. God loves those whom he chastens. God loves those whom he corrects. So let's be careful not to read into this something God hasn't written into it. Let's be careful not to take the devil's word over God's word. Let's be careful not to let the evil one plant seeds of doubt and discouragement in being a pretender of Christ.
God's word tells us that God loves us and he corrects us because he loves us. And Jesus wants to be our Lord and our Savior, and he wants to be the one who encourages us and brings us through the difficulties and the trials of this life and lifts us out of a life of discouragement and places us in a life of encouragement, knowing that all things are possible to those who love God. So let's not take this and read into it something that isn't there. Let's not give the devil an opportunity to be so discouraging and so so frustrating to us and trick us into believing that it is God who is so disappointed that there are no opportunities left, that he is so disappointed because and so disappointed in us that he has pushed us away because God won't do that. God will correct us because he loves us. God will encourage us when we are discouraged. God will allow us to experience conviction of the things we have done wrong, and God will allow us to experience conviction of the things we have done right. God will allow us to fail, and God will allow us to seek him in repentance. So then it comes down to our free will. What will we do with what God has given us? What will we do with what God has prepared for us? What will we do with the word of God and the love of God and the grace of God and the mercy of God? Will we allow it to do his work in our life as he has commissioned it to do? He loves you, and he loves me, and he wants to see people saved, and he wants to see those that are saved living correctly for him. And God wants to be the person. God wants to be the person who encourages you and lifts you up. God doesn't want you listening to the devil, and God doesn't want you embracing what the devil says and bringing it into your life and living by it. There are a lot of discouraged Christians walking around today. And I believe they are discouraged because they have been tricked into believing something that isn't true. They have been tricked into believing a lie. And I want to make you aware today, if you are one of these people, if you have been tricked into believing a lie, accept it for what it is, Repent of it. Cry out to Jesus. Pray. Pray for him to come alongside you. Pray for him to forgive you. And he will. And pray that he will restore you. Friends, that's all the time we have for this broadcast. I truly hope this is a blessing to you, and I truly hope it touches your hearts and your life. Be encouraged in Jesus is my parting words. In his name I pray. Amen.